Hey everybody, it's your number one ghost host, Chris. And don't forget about your Disney detective, Greg. We're back at an, for another episode of My Disney Addiction. Another one. Another, another one. Yet another one. Man, we've made it two years now. Two years? Really? Two years? Well, we... we I mean, we started in 2019. It's 2020. So 1920. Yes. Not, I guess, not like calendar years. But. No, no, no. Yes, but years nonetheless. Yes. You're right. You're right. You're so right. <laughs> so we're we're all pros at this now, huh? Yeah, what's up? Pretty much we can tell you everything you need to know about how to be successful because we have five listeners. <laughs> and uh, slowly counting. Yes, and by five, I mean me and Greg. We each listen two times, it and twice. then whoever one of us listens, like a third. It's usually me because I'm bored. Well, because you're editing. Editing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. There you go. See? And us, yeah. Boom goes the dynamite. All right, you guys. <clears throat> so we are going to continue our series that we've been doing the past uh, couple weeks here. Uh, Greg, so what has our series been? As a reminder to anybody who's just jumping in on today's podcast. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so uh, it is about the Disney Renaissance movies. The, uh, the the best Disney Renaissance movies, according to us. So we did a chronological approach for this month. We started with The Little Mermaid. We discussed then The Beauty and the Beast and then Aladdin last week. Uh, the Those available those episodes are still available on our podcast, uh, so make sure you check those out already. Uh, but uh, today we're going to be talking about the one, the only... Lion King. The King of Lions? Rar. Rar. I think that's K- Katy Perry's song. Roar. Yeah, right. <laughs> hear, hear me rar. Yeah. Hear me rar. There was a, there was a uh, I think a little Vine video or a little video when it had like, you know, Katy Perry, you know, singing, and you're going to hear me, you know, instead of her saying, it's like, and then you're going to hear me roar, and then it has this little baby, I think it's like a little baby cheetah or something. Yeah. And you just go, <laughs> it was like the cutest little thing. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> um, um, no, Katy Perry will not be featured on this episode or no, anything we, about the Lion King. We tried asking her to be a part of this uh, this episode, but uh, she's too busy doing the the voice. Alas, she is. Yes, unfortunately, so she she couldn't fit it into uh, her schedule. Mm. But uh, mm. she will be sorely missed. She did say she was thinking about it, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. So, um, <laughs> so the Lion King, uh, let's just kind of go through some background here. Yeah. Uh, this movie is the fifth of the Disney Renaissance movie t- in that time period. Classic. It is the 32nd feature film from Disney based on the, mm, I, I don't know how you could say it. things I've read. It's kind of based off of Hamlet. Right and um, what was it? Wasn't it was? I thought it was another Shakespearean Macbeth. Macbeth, Maybe, I think I a little bit. But then that. I also a lot of things were saying it was kind of also based a little bit around the biblical story of Joseph and his uh, brothers. Kind of. So, might have been a few different ways there. Um, the m- film was released June fifteenth, nineteen ninety four, to critical acclaim. It. This movie... Yet again, Disney pulls it off. Disney does, man. And I think this one actually did win 
an award for the best movie, I think. So uh, it won two Oscars yet again, uh, best music original song and best music original score. Uh, it was nominated for uh, best original song. Oh, sorry. That was the same one. Um, no. Yeah. So for Oscars, it, it got two nominations, but it was two for two. It won those both. So it didn't won, win the best movie. It did not. It did not. Okay. No. Um, so let's kind of jump into the cast really quick here. Yeah. Um, so for Simba, we have Matthew Broderick, Inspector Gadget. The old Simba. The the young. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm oh, I'm there. sorry. I'm getting I there. Hold on. I'm... Simmer down. I just, I get so excited talking about Lion King. Yeah, calm down, big guy. Okay. The young Simba was played by uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. There we are. Yeah, when he wasn't doing uh, home improvement. Yes. <coughs> Tool time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the eh, not so great, you know, Jeremy Irons playing Scar. Uh, you know, drop in the bucket, man. Yeah, pretty much. He's not one of your favorite voice actors. No. Uh, we Who have, is he? Again? Yeah, what? he's just, you know, huh? a person. Oh, man. Okay. We have the infamous uh, James Earl Jones Ooh. playing Mufasa. Yes. We have, we have uh, Maria, Maria Kelly playing Nala, Nathan Lane as Timon, Ernie Sabella yep. as Pumbaa, Robert, oh my gosh, Guliami as Rafiki. We have Rowan Atkinson as Zazu. We have Whoopi Goldberg as Shenzi. Uh, Chesh, Cheech, 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 Marine yeah. as Banzai and Jim Cummings as Ed. He shows his face again. Well, actually, he uh, shows his, his voice. I should say, lends his voice. Lends his shows. voice. That's much better. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that just came off wrong. I'm like, no, that that doesn't fit. And uh, we have uh, music from the uh, legend of this probably past two decades. Uh, he's carved. For himself, a uh, name. Yes. Han Zimmer, Han the composer. Zimmer. We have Elton John also adding um, some l- lyrics and stuff to songs. He helped write songs. Vocal prowess. And then also um, a great singer, uh, Lebo M, was the African singer who lent his voice to Circle of Life and a few of the other movies. He also came back. And did stuff for The Lion King 2. And he did a whole separate album called The Pride Lands, which is very great. You guys should check it out. Ooh. I love Lebo M. <clears throat> um, famous songs from that movie are Circle of Life, I Just Can't Wait to Be King, Be Prepared, Akuna Matata, and Can You Feel the Love Tonight. A bunch of good songs. I mean, just top-notch in all categories. All right. So... Greg, do you want to give us a story recap plot kind of thing? Let's do it. Going throughout The Lion King. Let's do it. So the story is about uh, destiny. Uh, I think Mufasa encapsulates that with his, um, his quote to Simba saying, remember who you are. Uh, it's a story of, uh, you know, someone who... Um, who has, uh, you know... A, a birthright into um, you know a, a current station that um, they don't see themselves in or don't see themselves worthy of doing but when push comes to shove 
they they turn into the leader that they that they were me meant to be. So basically, the Lion King is uh, Simba. He was born um, from Mufasa and well, what was Mufasa's wife's name? Sarabi. Yeah, Sarabi. Yes, and uh, you know he was like the the light bringer. He was he was the chosen one. Uh, the kingdom was uh, happy to see him, you know, come in into their attention. Uh, but of course, in the background, in the shadows, you have this uh, jealous brother of Mufasa uh, by the name of Scar, who's played by Jeremy Irons, who uh, always wanted to have the throne, um, but he was bested by his brother just because Mufasa was older. So of course, you know, the, the older brother gets uh, first dibs at, at that in, in terms of royalty. And uh, then it just sort of became a goal of Scars to undermine uh, Mufasa at any chance and, uh, you know, trying to find an opening to gain that throne, uh, no matter what kind of nefarious purpose, um, you know, uh, was available to him. So um, finally, you get to a point where, you know, Simba, you know, he's uh, still still a cub, still a child, but he gets uh, tricked by the manipulative nature of Scar into um you know being in like the wrong place at the wrong time mufasa then comes to the aid of of his son but uh by then like th the stampede of wildebeest you know has already begun so it was very treacherous very dangerous um <clears throat> mufasa was able to save young simba but when uh mufasa needed his brother the most uh he basically just spat in his eyes saying you know, long live the king. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take over for you, and he, uh, in essence, kills him, uh, while Simba watches his father fall nope. to his death. Not in essence, literally, just kills him. Literally, yeah, literally. Um, and uh, then that sort of uh, adds more fuel to Scar's plan, saying, "Well, Simba, it's your fault that your father's dead." So that made Simba um, go on the run and uh just decide not to look back just because you know he's not worthy of it he killed his father at least he thinks and that's when he gets picked up by like these renegades um timon and pumbaa um and the only reason why they they decided to you know take him in is like hey if we get a lion to be our friend we don't have to worry about predators at all we don't have to worry about food like this guy's gonna be our ticket and so, uh, you know, they they bring him in and they form a great, you know, um, friendship while Simba has given up his past life. He doesn't want to bring it up just because he knows the um, the traumatic experience that had left him wanting to leave, you know, the pride land. Uh, but, um, you know, as as it happens, fate intervenes and uh, his childhood friend Nala comes uh, you know, in, in search of food, probably, or uh, yeah, just because Scar, uh, the great king that he is, he's he's uh, he's left the Pride Land starving, uh, just under poor management and very uh, selfish nature. So Nala was one of the many that were you know part of the scouting groups that would go out to get help or to you know actually get food to their their starving nation. Uh, she she happens upon Timon and Pumbaa, and then finally. Um, uh, Simba and where she says you're alive like Scar has been doing terrible things to the pride land we need you back to you know um, take the throne uh, and and relieve us of of his horrible you know presence 
And Sim was like, no, I, I, I can't do that. I did a horrible thing in the past, all this stuff. So um, it's, he's, he's still um, very much gun shy about going back into that life that he so, um, that he so I guess, ruined. Um, at least he believed so when it was just all Scar's doing. So um, it, it, it takes, you know, uh, quite a few, um, I guess, nudges by Nala, by Rafiki, and by his father speaking to him. Uh, from from afar that uh, you know he is you know Mufasa's son uh, he has a destiny that, to fulfill and even though he might think he's a horrible leader or a, you know just a person who doesn't deserve the throne um, you know his destiny is uh, one that that will um, you know help prosper the nation again so he goes back and uh, faces his fear of um you know the, the the pride land again as well as standing up to scar um after especially learning that it was scar who uh created the um intense um i guess chain of events that would lead to his father's death therefore making simba not responsible but since he was just a young cub very impressionable he was tricked by scar and uh at, at the end you know there's a, a grand fight and simba ends up winning uh taking control back from Scar and then uh, you know sort of bringing the prosperity back bringing back that uh, that great rule of his father so um, again it's just facing your destiny it's remembering who you are and you know it, the the traits inside you cannot be repressed no matter how hard you try and fight them it's you know it's it's one grade of you know human spirit even though we you know in this movie we're talking about lions but it it, it is the the human spirit regardless i liked it <coughs> Whew, there you are oh man another deep cut <clears throat> you are killing it man thank you thank you i you know i really try i really try so what did you uh so in this movie <coughs> so i'm gonna Go to the intro. Sure. What did you think about this intro? Be I think it was probably ever. the best intro that Disney's come up with. Best intro ever, hands down. Yes. I mean, it's so... Not the saddest one, because that would be up. Yeah, dude. Don't don't get me started, man. Do not get me started. My wife that literally tears up every single time she watches that intro. <sighs> well, I mean, it's a great intro just because they can make you feel those emotions uh, through, you know, like the first minute of the movie but yeah very very sad um lion king though it it literally opens up to a whole new world um and you are brought into just a sweeping expanse of this wonderful um continent uh, of, of africa and you get to see so many different animals and just the views are so breathtaking it i i honestly keep forgetting that i am watching an animated movie where like the the rivers that you see or the birds that you see flying or the sun that you see rising is not real like they they animated it with their hands you know like it's so real it's so lifelike it's so well done that i'm thinking i'm just watching like an actual like shot by shot mm -hmm. um of 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 africa mm -hmm. like it's phenomenal and when they and once you put in the song circle of life I mean, there's nothing better. Yeah, I think the intro for this movie is the best. I mean, from the moment that sun starts rising and you hear that chills, that song go off. I'm not even gonna try to sing it. 
But as soon as you hear that song go off, you immediately are like, oh, yeah. Game on. Okay, here we go. Everybody loves that intro. Yes. And um, so, like, the weird thing was, like, on the trailer for the live-action one, everybody was like, oh, this looks awesome. This looks awesome. But everybody geeked out as soon as they heard the intro song. On the tra- on the trailer of the live action movie, I was like, "Yes, yep," because they that song is like, it. It's yeah, and so it's Disney for them. I uh, would say that intro is awesome. Like the animals they use, like the scope and breath that they use to be like this continent is huge. Like this is an epic like story. Yeah, that's and they're not forcing it. Like they're taking their time. They're going through each scene. They're showing each animal and. Yeah. You know their habitat and and their and like each each quirk about each animal like yeah, yeah it's and it's really cool because all of them are like <clears throat> they're all connected like yep. okay like the, the sun's rising it's like okay where are we going what are we doing and it's rising because you know circle of life like Simba was just born yep so Rafiki you know is going to bless him it's going to show it to the kingdom like okay we have to go meet our next you know future king yeah and it's just really cool to see that like it's one of those things where. Um... I don't know. I feel like that intro has become so famous that like it's kind of weird, right? Because there are certain movies that people that are kind of pop that are popular, but people don't do things to recreate it. Like so, for instance, like in The Little Mermaid, when um, she uh, Ariel goes to Scuttle and says, "You know what is this?" and Scuttle's like, "It's a dingle hopper." And he's like, you know, women, you know, use this to do, a, you know, their hairdos. And it's like, like all this stuff. And then she's sitting at the table with Prince Eric and his father. And she's like combing her hair with the fork. Right. Nobody yep. really does that. No. But like everybody who's our age, like out of fun, that, that like has a kid, takes their baby at some point and lifts them up and goes, ah, like, like that right. whole idea of like. Like this little baby, like Lion King, like they hold it up like that. Hey, quick, take a picture for the gram. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, like, yeah, it's a way of life thing now. It's hysterical. Like yep. that's one of those weird things that like people do with like little kids or even with like cats. They do that with cats. and Yeah, or just puppies. Or puppies. Or any, it's, anything they can, they can get their hands on. It's, it's, it's interesting how something like that little intro is like that big that people, you know, take pictures and instagram and videos and all that stuff yeah and it never gets old and it never does get old never so i think disney like out of all the intros that one was the quintessential knock it out of the park you know lift all the cannons up and shoot them all off at once you know just shut down the theater no more coming back literally yeah it's like standing ovation worthy oh man i loved it absolutely loved it lebo m with hans zimmer's score Ah, oh, so good. Perfect combination. Um, so I really loved it. That was great. Um, so, okay, getting past that <laughs> yes. intro. Yeah, I mean, ugh, how can you? Okay. All um, right, so let's, let's see how much time better. we have. Yeah, it just, it just keeps getting better. All right, because we're going to talk for a while. <laughs> yeah. We could. And we're 20 minutes in, and we've only talked about the intro. I know. <laughs> so um, who would you say is your favorite character? Favorite character in The Lion King... I really like Mufasa. Wow, I know, right? See, you thought that I was going to keep I thought on... you were going to go with Scar. <laughs> no, no, no. Scar, he is, I think, one of my favorite villains ever in a Disney film. But the, Mufasa, he's 
he's the perfect embodiment of a king and of a father at least you know like from a son's perfect perspective it's like you know he has so much wisdom to impart upon simba um and unfortunately like he was cut down way too early but i just love the gravity of the performance of james earl jones he made it sound sound so visceral so real and uh you know he's he's just that that sagacious that wise um leader that um you know didn't let it go to his head yeah and who is always out there to serve for justice and rightness and he it but he is also such a great father that he doesn't have he doesn't let his role of the king be interrupted by his role of the father you know like he takes time in all aspects of his life and even in death he still teaches simba and he was able to bring him back you know from from the cusp of not wanting anything to do with his past life um <clears throat> over yeah overarching mufasa has always been one of my favorite characters and it still goes to show that he's my favorite character out of the lion king w oh man i don't really know who my favorite character would be in that movie I mean, there's i love rafiki i love simba yeah. i mean timon and pumbaa mufasa <laughs> scar zazu even though he he gets a little a little annoying for me yeah. sometimes but. uh if i had to, if i had to pick one yes you must uh, I would go with S- Simba. Ooh, okay. So the like the old Simba, or like the young Simba, or are you Simba are you, the character? Okay, Simba the character. So both. I see. Okay. Um, I like it. So I would have to go with that one. Okay. Any reason? I'll get there because I don't want to get rid of. Okay. it's going to lead to something He's else. He's building up. He's building up. So I don't want like to jump like into this. it. Yeah. All right. But let me see here. So I want to say what it is, but I can't because I don't want. Because there's a there's an overarching theme that I really like. Okay. With this movie. Um. So what would you say your favorite song is in this movie? My favorite song is. I just can't wait to be king. Really? Yes. Whenever that one comes on, like the beginning notes, like do 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 do, like I just stop everything and I have to dance along and I I'm getting ready to belt it out with with mm-hmm. Simba. Uh, it's a great song. I even love the the scene in which the song is sung. You know, all the different colors. Oh you yeah, have the, the colors, man. Oh, the colors, and you have, you know, just that. I, I think that. That song in the movie brings together a great, like I guess, amalgamation of the African culture, just with the colors, with the with the kind of, um, I guess, setting that they put it in, with all the different animals, just you know, in harmony. It's really cool. I also like that yearningness of Simba to say like he's he's ready, you know, like he just can't wait to be king. Uh, but also it, it shows you that he's still so young and maybe too naive to know what a king really does or what it should mean to be a king. Yeah. Um, so I sort of do like that. It's saying that yeah, he's ready for this. Like king would be a cool title to have, but there's still so much more you need to learn. And that's like a nice balance that Mufasa has. Um, but yeah, just, just can't wait to be king. My favorite song uh, does not get old for me. 
Uh, but there are a couple of really close ones. Okay, sweet. Yeah. And you? I would have to go with The Lion King. I mean, no, not The Lion King. <laughs> the movie. The movie the, itself the, is a the song. The movie's the best song. <laughs> uh, the Circle of Life, man. Uh, it's just yeah. epic. I mean, it's one of those songs that has a huge, huge scope to it. it I mean, it's literally like a full circle, you know, it's like so amazing. everything. I can't say enough about it. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say um, is your favorite scene in the movie, though? Ooh, this one is very tough for me to choose. Favorite scene in the movie. Okay, I'm I'm a huge fan of like sh- showing the passage of time. Uh, in, when they're climbing in on that log. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's during the song Hakuna Matata, and you see you know Simba striking up a friendship with Timon and Pumbaa, and you know they're like, oh, just means no worries, and they just go through their life, and um, you see Simba getting older. And yeah, the best thing, like whenever I think of Lion King, I go to this scene, it's when they're just like, you know, trotting on that log in front of a waterfall, Simba's nice and young, and then all of a sudden after a couple head swings, boom, full mane, it's older Simba, you can see like time has passed, they're still having a good time, Um, and I think it's just a great transition, you know, into the next act of the movie. Okay. How about you? Um, my favorite scene, that's a tough one. I don't know if I have a favorite scene in the yeah. movie. Just like your favorite movie, it's it's the whole movie. It's just Lion King. I can't think of, like, my favorite scene. Yeah. I don't really know if I have one. I mean, like, there's so, so much of it is All so right, good. But, like, what comes to your mind when you think of, oh, what could my favorite scene potentially be? Oh, my favorite scene could potentially be... Oh boy! <laughs> I can tell this is just like ripping you apart. It's like I don't know what to choose. Oh man, I really don't know what to choose. There's too many good scenes. Um, <clears throat> hey, but in in this podcast, we ask we ask the tough questions, the questions that need to be asked. Oh my gosh, um, I don't know because like I love <laughs> I love the scene with young Simba and his dad. In the field, oh, and they're yes. you know playing around. Like I love that scene, but then I also love the scenes, like you said, that time passage with like best friends, like living life together. But I also like you know the scenes with you know Nala and Simba. But I also like the scenes with like Scar and the hyenas. But I also like the scene where Simba you know is now on top of Pride Rock after he just defeats Scar and it's raining and. Oh. But then I also like the scenes with uh, Simba when he's at the water and he's looking at himself in the reflection. I like the scene. You're just pretty much just. I'm just quoting the whole movie. movie. (laughs) Uh, I. Oh my gosh. Um. uh, If you okay for future one that epitomized the Lion King. Yes, that one. The epitome. The epitome of the Lion King scene would have to be. With all the animals around Pride Rock, Rafiki lifting up Simba and Mufasa and Sarabi looking at Simba. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, I, I can't pick a favorite scene. That would be the epitome of what the Lion King would be, but I couldn't right. pick a favorite. Yep. And it's cool, though, because like it, that's what happens in the beginning of the movie, and that's what happens at the end mm. with Simba's Circle pride, of Life, man. You know? Circle of Life. Circle of Life. So, yeah. Man, you got me there. You, you got me on a tough one. Ooh, I, yeah. I really did not know what to say there. 
Um, I know. There's, there's, there's just too many good scenes in that movie. Okay, so what do you think about Scar as a villain in this movie? <clears throat> he's uh, he's great. Do you know how Scar got his? Scar? Yeah. I actually do not know. Um, part of me wants to say that maybe it was like a playful game with Mufasa when they were younger and like he scratched him. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, no, I, I don't know for sure. Do you know? I actually do. Oh my know. gosh! Okay, okay, come on, spin a truth web here. <laughs> so my do it. My daughter has been obsessed with the TV show called Lion Guard. Okay, I've heard of it. So Lion Guard is one of other Simba's kids called Kion, who is a boy. Okay. And I actually love that show. Really? Okay, it's good. You recommend it? Yes. Because okay. it's like my wife is like it's one of those shows that has the Lion King feel but you grew, like it brings you back to like the shows that you watched as a kid that you liked so I loved it I really love this show sounds promising and I like that there's a, especially season 2 has a really big overarching theme to it okay and so I'm not going to spoil it but you do find out um, that Scar got his scar because uh, a different lion from like the Outlands where you know like they're not allowed to be yeah, that's what it's called. Um, a different line from bat out there, who was bad, had a snake bite Scar in the eye. Had a snake? Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot more intense than what I was thinking. Like, oh, they're just you know doing some playful roughhousing and Mufasa accidentally. Yeah. Uh, yep. And there was a whole him. thing. Scar actually, I won't give it away, but Scar actually wasn't necessarily doing anything bad either he was actually um a big proponent to help out the pride lands for a while hmm and then it all went south yep but that's that's how he got his scar according to this show that's awesome and i'm sure that's canon so so i'll take it yeah it's uh it's interesting they they do explain that it's really cool um yep as opposed to uh what's his name so Oh, what's the boy from Lion King to Simba's Pride? Simba. You know, Simba's... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, um, I don't know. But I, I forgot. Know. But, um, yeah, so that's how Scar got his scar. Wow. That's great. Yeah, you probably went a little too deep there. So besides that, like, what else do you think about Scar as a villain? Yeah, uh, he's great. Um, you... I think there are a lot of stories in which the uh, like there's a supporting character um, that turns out to be like the main antagonist that has a lot of pent up uh, hatred towards um, a different character. You know, more than likely their brother. You know, for you know having a better life than them, or especially if they're you know born into nobility that his brother has. You know, like the keys to the kingdom, as it were. Like in uh, Prince of Persia, you know that that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Uh, it was, um, it was his uncle, Nazim. Uh, he was very, very, um, just he he was frustrated that his brother, you know, had had uh, he became king. Um, and there was a you know, point, you know, in the past where he he could have died, but he saved him. And it's like I I wish I didn't save my brother so I could be king. So I think I think that's a really good story just in in any kind of aspect you tell it uh so again to have 
Scar just want to be able to have full control over the kingdom, I think is a very uh, impressive and meaningful, uh, I guess, uh, journey for that villain like say like what what he wants to get by the end of the film um that's a lot more powerful than maybe some other disney villains um and you know he's underhanded he's ruthless he doesn't care about anyone but his like himself and his own gain uh so he's and then he's again he can put on the charm he can be very you know just like off the cuff but also uh, one who can manipulate people, which is also very dangerous because you don't know that they're manipulating you, um, you know, especially if you don't know them that well. So I think um, just Scar, he is a, probably one of my favorite Disney villains, and it it only adds to that just because Jeremy Irons is a great actor, and the way that he portrayed Scar, hands down one of the best performances I've ever heard in a in a Disney animated film. Okay, I would agree with you. Yeah. I think Scar is probably one of I mean, he's he's a bad villain. Like, yes. He plots to kill his brother. Mm-hmm. Has an army of hyenas that are going to like lay to waste the pride lands. He's going to essentially he so he essentially sets Simba up to die twice and Mufasa twice right and during one of them he puts he uses Simba as bait in a very dangerous place he throws his brother off a cliff and gets like essentially stampeded to death or like Whichever one happened first, whether he fell off and then yeah. died and or got yeah, stampeded yeah. then died. Yeah. Whatever it was. And then while his nephew watched, Simba goes running down and sees his dead dad trying and you see this kid trying to wake his dad up like That's powerful. That scene though oh, that like, gets me every time. Like you're like, oh my gosh, like this kid thinks his dad's asleep, but then it's he's realizing like this is not good. And then Scar shows up and essentially is like, What did you do? Like, literally mentally manipulates his nephew Mm -hmm. to think that you were the one that made your dad die. This is your fault that your dad is now dead. Yep. And you should run away and never come back. Like, so not only, like, does he, like, just psychologically damage his nephew to think, like, how bad would that be? Like, I have a nephew. Oh, my gosh. Like, I have a nephew. That would be, like, me when he's, like, seven or eight. Like, me killing his... I would never do this. But, like, me killing his dad and then saying, it's your fault. Like... To a kid. Yeah. Like, how much would that destroy this kid? And then I know. it's like, hey, you have family here that, you know, might want to see you. Don't ever come here. Like, you have to run away and be yeah. on your own with this guilt yeah. forever. Yeah. And then underhanded. when Simba's on his way to leave, he's like, mm, go ahead and kill him because I just don't want him coming back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just like nonstop. Yeah. That guy doesn't miss a beat. Like that is one ins- bad thing like that is like another. one of the worst things. Like, like it's one thing to like try to take over a kingdom, and that's one thing. But it's like, dude, you are like mentally destroying a child. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I understand these are lines, but in the case of like, either way, it's like you're like the uncle totally killing your brother, like mentally destroying your nephew, exiling him. But before he can actually get exiled, you want to try to murder him on the way out. 
he's a and he's a nasty villain. Yep. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Yeah, I know. And then it, it was interesting too, just like how he just lets, like you said, the Pride Lands go to waste. Um, and you know, you just see him resting on his laurels, and he's not doing anything. You know, it's like, okay, well, he he got what he wanted, but um, I think maybe that was the the end game. He just wanted to be king because look at what happened. Like he he made it uh, unprosperable. Um, he let the hyenas do whatever he you know he just let it go to waste like he didn't uh become like the next roman empire of the lions and like conquer things he's he's like okay i'll just sit atop pride rock i'll let things go to waste um Mm -hmm. you know um i got what i wanted i i killed the dreams of a young cub i killed my brother yeah i'm cool with that you know so it's like he's an awesome villain in in terms of what he wanted but in terms of the scope, it's like, okay, what, once he got it, he's like, okay, cool. Let's just, you know, ride it out um, until, of course, Simba comes back. And that's when he sort of, ha- like, is forced back into, like, that 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 mindset. But, yeah, I just found it interesting that, like, it just, it just sort of came to a halt. He's like, I got what I wanted. I'm not going to go farther. Yeah. It's just very, like, yeah, he didn't want world domination or anything no. like that. See, like, to me, it wasn't, but it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, um, it's one of those things where it's like he didn't want world domination, but what he did do was horrible. Right. Yeah. I mean, just like considering who he had to go through and what he did, yeah. especially to family, because like that's a huge taboo thing. Like you, you don't do family like that. Yeah. And for him to do that, just like without batting an eye, like that's yeah. evil. That's so evil. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, he killed one guy. Like he killed his brother didn't kill simba so like he wanted to though like he didn't kill a bunch of stuff but i mean just like what he mentally could just let himself get away with is just like awful yeah i agree and to have no remorse like that it's just like so that's why i think like scar is one of the worst villains i agree in the disney repertoire i agree i agree um Okay, man, that was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. I know, but it, that was a good talk, though. I like that. <laughs> a deep character study into Scar. Right. Um, so there was no Disney princess or prince in this sense. Right. Um, but um, what do you think... What would you say about Simba as a whole? What do you think about him as a character? I'd say, I think out of all of the Disney characters, whether it be male or female, I think he had the most growth. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, at the beginning, he, he's sort of a little impetuous. He doesn't, he he just wants to have the title of king. Yeah. And, you know, he, he sees his father, he looks up to his father, but he doesn't realize maybe the duties associated with king or to be a good king. Um, but again, you know... It, that's what kids do like you know they're they're still not mature enough they don't know exactly how the world works or how you you get there or to be a good um leader or good at whatever like they end up wanting to do but um just to see him just you know looking up to his father and then be blamed for his father's death when he wasn't you know responsible for it just to see that change in himself saying that Oh my gosh, like it was like a, a dose of reality here. It's like my father, you know, he's mortal. Like he, he, he's, he'll never be able to come back now. 
and to sort of bear that guilt as a child to then run away. Um, and then you also see him sort of put it behind him and not want to face it. Because like people just in life, they don't want to face hard hard times or they don't want to confront certain things that might make it better. But again, yeah, it's just easier to block things out. And so that's what Simba did. And he found like a, a respite with Timon and Pumbaa for the longest time until, of course, his destiny comes back to sort of haunt him in the form of Nala. And then he's forced to say, well, hey, you know, this is who I am. Um, and, you know, it, it takes Rafiki, it, it takes literally all the other characters from his past life to make him, you know, uh, remember that no matter how bad it gets, like he's still Simba, he's still Mufasa's son. And you know he he has uh, a place in uh, on Pride Rock, so I I really felt for Simba in that whole journey, especially when um, like people are asking him to come back to his old life to be the king that he knows that he's not because he's comparing himself to his father. I think the biggest thing that sort of like took the shackles off is when you know Mufasa told him to remember who he was and to say like you can be a great king you shouldn't like try to emulate me just be who you are and uh again that that gave him that second wind to come back and to face his fears because for that to happen you know it gets better it, it gets worse before it gets better and i think that's just what happens in life in general and um you know to see him overcome that and then you know sort of fulfill his destiny and step into the shoes of his father I think, it, again, it's just like the circle of life. It was a full circle. And when you look at other characters, like main characters, you don't see them going through a huge growth mentality like what Simba did. And I and I really applaud that, you know, with the writers for that movie. Uh, because not only, like, was he able to grow um, mentally but also physically because you could tell like yeah. it started when he was a cub then he was like a full-blown lion yeah which is really cool to see and it sort of just makes you understand like okay this story isn't just like a simple one-off like it it carried through so many years mm -hmm. and it again go goes back to real life like hard things don't just happen like at the snap of the fingers it doesn't happen overnight like you have to you know, develop into a person you have to, you know, gain wisdom and maturity over years to fully see what happened in the past and how you can say, okay, I made mistakes. Can I amend them? Maybe. But how can I then make it better so the future doesn't repeat the past? Man, this guy. <clears throat> yeah, so that's that's my take on Simba, um, how I think he's the best character that, that showed growth in any Disney movie. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to kind of wrap this up because what I want to say is part of that. Okay. okay. So like, Go for it. My thoughts on what do I think about this movie as a whole and where would I place it as the Disney, if, if I think it's the best Disney Renaissance movie. Yeah. Um, I would say the, that this movie um, as a whole, um, well, let me, let me put it this way. I'll just I'll just show my hand. I think the Lion King movie is the best Disney Renaissance movie, bar none. I agree. Um, going back to what you said, Simba, from the time you are a baby to the time he's an adult, you see that he has to continuously grow. He's never left 
to stay with the same mindset. He's always growing. Like he goes from, I just can't wait to be king to, I don't, don't want to be think, king. I don't want to be king. I don't want to think about the past. I just like having a fun, free time right. to crap. Now I have to deal with this tension of, well, everywhere I used to love is burning and everywhere I love to be to do nothing is keeping me away from family and people that are suffering. Right. To all of a sudden the pressure of like talking to his dad to having to face his own fears with the reality of going back to his mom and you know talking to his uncle like to eventually you know having to defeat your uncle um which is something else it's like now you're the nephew now you you have to fight your uncle like physically fight your uncle and eventually he becomes the king um it just like literally he has to force himself to grow and he's not like every single stage in the movie is him pushing something new to keep growing and then, so like Simba, I would agree with you. I think he shows a lot of development that other people don't have to show. Mm-hmm. Um, other thing I like in this movie is there's a huge emphasis on so many different areas of what's going on that I don't think other Disney movies, like when you started off with Little Mermaid in the Renaissance, I don't think Little Mermaid has nearly this level of depth. No. Um, so, I mean, you have an emphasis on family structure. You have an emphasis on... Um, essentially governmental structure. You have an emphasis on being able to tell the truth. Like Simba should have told somebody the truth of what was going on instead of running away. Right. I mean, granted he was in a rough position, but he could have come back later, but he didn't want to say the truth right away. The His uncle, when they were fighting, eventually made him. So like there was an idea of hiding truths. And even Scar says, this, this is going to be our little secret when he's a kid. Right. Like the idea yeah. of like, you got to tell the truth. There's also the idea of you got to listen to your parents. Like Mufasa's like, you almost killed yourself and Nala, which was worse. Right. Like, you disobeyed me. Yeah. And you have that issue. You have the idea of like, yes, you want to be king. You want to have a passion. But like Zazu says, he's like, there are things that are in place that you have to do. You don't just get to do what you want. And then you have Nala confronting him of like, you're not who I used to be. And Simba's like, no, I'm not. So yeah, you did change. But that doesn't change the fact you have a responsibility. And the idea of it also pushes the... I like the idea of it has, like, friendship and what are your friends loyal to. Like, Timon and Puma join Simba in this yeah. fight when they had no need to. And so it's like... And Simba, you know, stands up for them and fights for them when Nala's around and doesn't know any better. And so... And then you have Rafiki, who is also trying to help and give Simba wisdom and help grow him and teach him things. And then you have even Mufasa essentially telling him, like, this is who you are meant to be. And I like the idea that this movie shows that you have to grow up and you have to take responsibility. That doesn't downplay who you are individually because Mufasa even says, you know who you are, you know who you have to be. Like, Nala is talking about, that's not who you were. Like, you have a personality, you can be an individual, but you still owe something to people. And that's what I really like that I didn't like with The Little Mermaid. It's like, you are not an isolated person in this world. You do affect people, like, for good or bad. When you make bad choices, that affects people around you. When you make good choices, that affects people around you. Right. So, like, Ariel, like, she kind of saw, like, oh, like, I made some bad mistakes a little bit, but then she got what she wanted. Like, Simba's like, you need to come back because people are dying. If you don't, people will die and the Pride Lands are going to be destroyed. 
Like he higher has stakes. To, it's yeah. higher stakes. More real life too. Like you have like the idea of the realism. Like you have to become the king. You are alive. By the simple fact that you are alive, you are rightfully the king. Yeah. And you're responsible now to take that over and give us back what we deserve, or what you're in charge of. Right. So yeah. I just like that. Like it pushes the idea of that. Like everything, just like the idea of love, loyalty, responsibility, like like listening to your parents, like growing in who you are, but knowing how to marry that with responsibilities. Like, I think the Lion King did everything right with this movie, yeah. and I I think that that is why to me there there's so many layers, and then you throw in like the animation, you throw in the music, like that. This movie to me is the total package for the Renaissance. I agree. Yeah, and that's very well said. I think both of us just really hit it on the head in terms of like talking from the heart here. Yeah, and there's a reason why a lot of people say The Lion King is their favorite movie. It's just because it hits those strings with them too. You know, like it, it's not just like a simple one-off. Like these guys, they, yeah, they definitely knew what they had and they pull out all the stops and they created a story that um it really makes you just dispend that, oh, this is just an animated movie. You know, like, there's so much truth to it yeah. in life. So, would you place this as your number one Disney Renaissance movie? I would. You would? Okay. I would. It's not your favorite Disney movie, though. No. Okay. No, yeah. But in terms of Disney Renaissance um, and just what it means for the whole, like, for Disney's legacy or what he wanted to, you know, convey in animation, his favorite art form. Yeah, I think they just, they checked all the boxes and then some. Yeah, so The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie, period. Like Besides even being the Renaissance, it is, I think, since it hits so many great levels, Yeah. like, like the fact that they could marry all of that stuff together, like you want whole child development, like, governmental development friendships aging love romance and... aging you know dealing with who you are versus dealing with what you have to deal with out in the real world like all of that that is literally like if you could take it out of animation and you could literally make this like a life action movie set in with set to some kid in new york who has to take over his dad's company yeah literally like it's anything like, this is real life responsibilities and i just love it's easily they... transferable yeah and so, like, I think there's a lot of much better teachable moments in this movie than, like, I'm sorry, The Little Mermaid is a spoiled, rotten princess who got what she wants. I'm sorry. Like, it's true. She yeah. got what she wanted. Yeah. yeah. With and, very little content. Yeah, she didn't learn a whole lot. She's like, oh, okay, I got the man of my dreams and I have legs. So. Yeah, with very little consequences. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think... Uh, that was pretty much my thing, man. I could keep going because I think there is a lot we could talk about with each individual song. Yes. And individual like scene. Obviously, I was going through the scenes and I couldn't pick a favorite scene. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were a few weird ones like Be Prepared, the whole Hitler yeah, it's like thing. The, like the Nazi references. Yeah, it's like, a little weird. It's like, wow, okay, they're they're going for it like they do for the whole movie. So Yeah, so it was, it was beautiful. It's great. Um, yeah, dude. I, could, uh, I love this movie it's so much. It is it is the best. Yep. It's great. So, all right, man. So let's uh, wrap this up wrap here. Up. So where can people find us if they want to uh, follow, like, subscribe, chat with us? Where, where should they go? Yeah. So, yeah, please do all of the above, by the way. Uh, you can go on Facebook. We are My Disney Addiction Podcast on there. Twitter is also a great 
place to uh, get involved in our community. Our handle is at MyDisneyAddicts. And then finally, on the gram, on Instagram, you can find us at my underscore Disney underscore addiction underscore podcast. Uh, we try to post as often as possible, and we're always looking to uh, you know interact with you fellas. So please let us know what you're thinking um, and see if you can share some memories with us in terms of what makes Disney so special for you. Also on uh, the, the, the podcast platforms of your choice, please make sure to write us a review and also give us those glorious five stars. And you can email us at mydisneyaddictionpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. And then when you do, send us a video or audio clip that has you stating your full name um, or just you don't even have to do your full name, just your first name if you want. Um, you can just put your name, where you're from, and how long you've been a Disney addict because we will feature you at uh, not at on our podcast we want to keep this podcast about the fans and our love for disney and everything about disney so it's not just us we want to get everybody involved so greg do you have a quote for us by chance i do okay here we go here we go here we go so there are so many memorable quotes from this movie it's really hard to boil it down hakuna matata hakuna matata (laughs) yes uh but for me the one that i chose is uh, a, a, an exchange between young Simba and Mufasa. Um, there are a lot of great lines that Mufasa t- tells Simba, but this one uh, I really do like. And again, this goes back to one of our favorite scenes when they were in the meadow yeah. at night. Uh, so Simba's like, Dad? He's like, hmm, we're pals, right? Right. And then Simba says, and we'll always be together, right? Mufasa says, Simba, let me tell you something. My father told me, look at the stars. The great kings of the past looked down on us from those stars. And then Simba's like, really? Mufasa, yes. So whenever you feel alone, just remember that those kings will always be there to guide you. And so will I. Okay. So, yeah, it's really cool, um, I guess, bonding experience between those two. Uh, it also brings up, like, the mortality. Like, they're not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, if you're in a bind or something like that, just look up to the stars and, you know, we'll, we'll help you guide you. So I really love that, that exchange. I, I, I like that one. I'm going to butcher the other one, but I have one okay, that, well, I, of course, that I like. like we, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure both. I, I'm going to misquote it because I can't remember the whole line, but it's from Rafiki. Okay. He's like, so he hits, <laughs> he hits Simba on the head with his staff so I was like, oh, that hurt. Why'd you do that? Or why'd you do that? That hurt. And uh, he's like, ah, yes, the past kind of hurt. But the way I see it, you can either uh, you can either learn from it or, or was it? What was it? You can either learn from it or you can uh, run from it. Hmm. So I like that idea of like you are made up of your past events. You can't just run away from things. Right. Yeah. You have to take responsibility. Yep. Even if it is really hard to do so. Yep. And it, it d- and yeah, no. And I like how Rafiki even says, yes, the past can hurt. Like he didn't try to sugarcoat that. Right. So, and that's what I liked about the, like the movie was so good. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There, I, I, I can't say anything bad about the movie. So, all right, man. It was a good time. Fun conversation. Ah, yes. This is so good. So much fun. As always. All right. It was fun having this conversation with you guys. We will talk to you guys next time on the My Disney Addiction Podcast.
That was a Titan Cast episode.